work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone. 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like never before. Find out more at midamericarv.com or you can do it. I did Saturday. They're having their open house right now until March 13th. Just the, Josh Moats, Mid-America RV owner. He's been two years. This guy's been like, you should just get an RV. You should get an RV. He comes on our radio show, mic'd up all the time. You should get an RV. Saturday, bought an RV. I'm an RV owner. Did you at least get I knew it. mic'd up slash two guys, a girl discount? I did. I got, uh, Let me tell you. Hell of a discount, number one. Uh, but, you know, for years, Mello, we've ran a promotion on Mike Duff that says, if you buy an RV from Mid-America RV and tell Josh that Matt Mello sent you, mm-hmm. we'll throw in a cooler full of Natty Light. Yep. Well, my RV came with an electric cooler, which is honestly, no pun intended, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It just <laughs> runs on 12 volt, no ice needed. It always stays cold. It's like a USB port. Right. <laughs> exactly. It probably charges your fucking phone, too. Anyway, I'm going to need that case of Natty Light. I have it in the fridge. Okay, there we go. So I'm excited. You know I stay strapped. Stop always. As my my seven year old now says, he's always like, "Man, we're stacked." He went and got me a beer last night out of the fridge. He was like, "We're stacked with beer, Dad. Stacks of it." Yeah, we are, son. Wait till you see the pallet in the basement that Boulevard sent. Anyway, so it's almost St. Patty's Day, and I always have weird stories to tell. Oh, good. Uh, and I told my daughters that I was getting drunk for St. Patty's Day. Uh, Isn't it like and- a Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, duh. Okay. <laughs> so they were super concerned though, because they thought if you got drunk, you stayed drunk forever. So they're like, "Dad, you cannot drink on St. Patty's Day. You cannot do it." And then I finally was like, "Why are you so anti-me drinking on the one holiday when I'm like supposed to? Like, right. We don't want you to be drunk forever." Well, I won't be. I'll be fine by like nine the next day. I'll be fine. You'll be with your That's mom. That's so sweet. Come see me. Ah, they're little rascals. Let me get a little Waffle House. Daddy will be just fine. Yeah. Maddie was like, where are we going, Dad? Oh, exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you clarified that for them. So in the future that they, I don't don't have kids, so I don't have a story for for that one. But um, the other thing that, you know, you need to get cleaned up that we've talked about for St. Patty's Day, Manscaped. I have successfully shaved a top hat. Like so you guys are so you guys are a shamrock and <laughs> yeah. a top hat. How cute! Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. it's March. It's time to do some yard work. Time I've been to doing break out the lawn all day today. Was working on the yard, mm-hmm. right? Cleaning out the garage, Me got too. the rake out. I'm getting so flexible. Yeah, right. It is time. It is absolutely time. Remember, the bear comes out of hibernation, sheds his coat. It's time for you to do the same thing. So mm-hmm. Two guys, twenty. Actually, uh, th- there was an incident where mine got knocked off the counter because of a dog <laughs> incident. He knocked my little manscape trimmer off the counter and it broke. So I actually, I didn't want to hit him up and be like, hey, I broke it. Oh, it's my fault. But I, so I just reordered one. Promo code works. They're not messing with us. It actually <laughs> works. So it, it does work. And it's nice for us guys. You don't have to worry about those little nicks anymore. Because that's exactly. what I thought you were going to say. There's a little incident. I remember with my old trimmer and be like, well, how do I put a Band-Aid on that? I don't know. So honestly, though. It is, it. It's almost sweaty season. You cannot have nicks, guys. Can't can't have nicks in sweaty season. But speaking of dicks, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo about to leave San Francisco. Oh my like. god! Jimmy oh G, my huh? god. maybe on the way out. Is what that a horrible transition. What a horrible transition. Horrible transition. Oh god! Um, yeah, because his he's always hurt. So anyway. There was a report from NBC, I think San Francisco, that the Patriots are going after Jimmy G. That he is their plan number one. One A, Jimmy G is the plan. Numero uno. Jimmy. What I would like to just say real quick is we have been talking about this, these two fellas, for yeah. months. That guess what's gonna happen? Jimmy G, you can get rid of him for $2.8 million. The Niners don't want him. The Patriots don't have a quarterback. It is Sometimes things in the NFL feel storybook, right? It's like someone wrote this. This is another one of those moves. We've been saying it for months. It makes the most sense for both teams. If the Niners can trade Jimmy Garoppolo, get back something, that gives them more ammunition to move up from number 12 overall and hopefully get into the territory where you can get a quarterback. 
What do you Paige, get from I just want to, yeah, okay. I want to hear what you have to say about this before I react. I don't well, know if I should be happy or sad. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. <laughs> be happy. I, well, one, Matt's very happy. I, I mean, I've said this all along. If there's a situation where we can get Deshaun Watson, then fine. I don't really particularly need to move up in the draft to draft a quarterback here in this situation. But again, if we can get something in return for him, then fine. And they're willing to take his contract, all those things. Yeah. Great. But I'm curious what what is good enough to get for him? And do you think, like, say we wait it out, he's not hurt, we draft a quarterback, he, they sit behind him or win the job, who knows, could we get more for him later? Because right now the what we have to offer isn't really that great in terms of like, hey, this is what he did this last year even though he was hurt. No shit. I think the problem <laughs> is that where they're at at 12, they will not be able to draft a quarterback. Like there's what Mac Jones is not going to fall to 12. The way well, the we know that because right of now. everyone's hype of him. Right. right. So, but then like, does Trey Lance fall to 12? I don't think he does. Does Justin Fields? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wish. we're going to see five quarterbacks in the t- top 10. As I said this the other day, uh, my other job, eight of the top 10 teams in this draft have been linked to a quarterback. Eight. There are not going to be five quarterbacks. There's the number five quarterback is very unlikely to be sitting there at 12. Yep. Very unlikely. So I think we see a scenario more likely where you try to trade Garoppolo, get back like a three, maybe. And then you have the other three that you're getting because Robert Sala going to the New York Jets. So now you have a package you're loaded of third in the picks, third round, right? Loaded in the third round, <laughs> which is good because that means they won't draft CJ Beathard or Joe Williams in the third round this year. So good news, get rid of those picks in round three where they absolutely suck at drafting and go get a quarterback. I don't know, Matt. I mean, they're not going to draft C.J. Beathard because he's not in this draft class. Right. Davis Mills in the third <laughs> round. I was going to say, like, I'm around. trying to pull up the old quarterback board here. Kellen Mond in the third round. Lord. There you go. little Ian Buck action. Shane the other, Michelle. Shane yeah. Michelle is a great fit for Kyle Shanahan. Like, I'll put that one on your radar, 49ers fans. That's probably going to be your quarterback. I hate you so much. But I, you know what? If Jimmy gets to go back, because I honestly think we don't deserve, like, 49ers fans, not myself. Other 49er fans don't deserve Jimmy Garoppolo healthy and successful on the 49ers ever again from the way they've treated him these last couple of months. So if he goes back there, fine. You know what? Good. Happy for Jimmy. I just want to talk about the 49ers third round picks. We'll exclude last year. Doesn't count. Jalen Hurd has not played yet. Uh, Tavarius Moore, eh, nothing. Akilah Weatherspoon, not good. I'm sorry. C.J. Beathard, uh, C.J. Beathard was also a third. Joe Williams was a fourth. My bad. So I take that one back. It's not been good. It's not been good. But it does sound like my long nightmare may soon be over with Jimmy Garoppolo gone from San Francisco. So excited. Super excited. From my favorite player to Paige's favorite player, Blake Griffin, a free agent. No, he's. I think it's official now that he's signed with the Nets. Everybody's just reporting it. Like, I even saw Shams earlier. It's like, he's most likely going to the Nets. Like, yeah, we we know. He's going to be a Net. He's not currently, when we're recording this, when you're listening to it, He'll be in that. Guys, I I don't think you understand because you guys didn't really know me at the like peak of Blake Griffin being on the Clippers. Yeah, and there's like a 30 minute window there that we had to know you. Right. Carry on. <laughs> That's rude. No, it was not. Um so I one of the th- reasons that I loved that team, and obviously, if you don't know the story by now, I'll make it very quick and let you guys know. Um that I didn't have an NBA team. And so, fuck you guys. I didn't have an NBA team. We just sat and talked about third round picks. Are you serious? Of our team. Our I'm having team. a good hair day, so you know what? I'm super feisty. Please stop and let me have this fucking moment because I'm so happy for Blake Griffin. I'm so happy for DeAndre Jordan. And I'm so happy that they're going to be reunited and Blake has a chance to win a ring. And the fact that the Clippers even called to discuss getting Blake Griffin makes me so, so sick because... I would say something inappropriate right now, but I'm not going to. Um, just F off at that now? point. So very, very excited for Blake Griffin and very happy. So now I will be rooting for the Nets. Still going to stick on the Bucks bandwagon. Obviously, there's conflict of interest there. But <laughs> I am rooting for Blake Griffin to win a ring and with DeAndre Jordan and without Chris Paul. That's How all does I have this to make say. you feel now that Blake Griffin is with Kevin Durant? 
That's okay. what I was curious about too. Okay, so it's so bad because I've talked so much shit about how like Kevin Durant had to join the the Warriors yep. to to win a ring, and so now it's backfiring. The basketball gods were like, "Hot, we're gonna make Paige eat crow," and now I don't care. I don't care. You know what? If he gets a ring and he joined a super team, don't care. I'm happy for Blake. That's all that really matters. That's how I have felt. I, I'm a Kevin Durant fan as a Texas fan. Like it's hard not to be. I never understood the backlash of, oh, you joined a super team. So did every fucking one before you. Kobe and Shaq was a super team. Like, why is that a bad thing? That is basketball. That's how it works. LeBron has built like four of them. Just because you're the ringleader of the super team doesn't make it any worse that you're doing it. I don't understand. I would say with Blake Griffin, even in his like defense, he's at least doing it at the end of his career. Where he hasn't been really played. Like, he got shipped off to Detroit in a really shitty move, as Paige will probably explain to you. If she doesn't hear, she will on Twitter. Definitely. But, I mean, he just got shipped off to Detroit. Like, the worst organization in basketball right now. So, for him to go chase a ring with the Nets, like, I'm on board with it, honestly. I don't don't care. A lot of other guys are doing it, too. Uh, And for Blake Griffin, like I said, he's doing it at the end of his career. This isn't, like, peak. Like, Harden joining Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Eh, I'm not really on board with that. But when you get the veterans, this is like Carl Malone joining the Lakers. I hope it works out for him. It, the Nets look unbeatable anyway, and they still don't even have Kevin Durant. So right. I think when you get all these guys working together and they gel a little bit, they're just going to dominate in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I'm super excited. I told you guys the biggest thing for me is that Blake Griffin's going to be reunited with DeAndre Jordan. They're like best friends and happy for them. Not so happy about some Arizona basketball allegations that were finally revealed. Um, talk about a Friday news dump because I was trying to enjoy my Friday night. Just you know, it's like a, a Friday night Pac-12 news dump. Right? It's like it was. Like it was like nine p.m. Pacific yeah. <laughs> when this all dropped. Um, yeah. So the allegations are well. I mean, they're not that bad. One of them is that they paid five hundred dollars for a kid to go visit his family and he paid that loan back. It was back. a loan. Yeah, it was a loan. You paid it back. So I just am like frustrated and have to acknowledge this because so many people have messaged me and been like, you're so biased. Of course you like are defending them doing that. <laughs> of course I am. I am in no way under the impression <laughs> that I'm not biased against the fact that Arizona is being accused of all of these things and it's going public and I, I don't care. That's the thing is I'm going to own it. I'm super biased. I Hope this doesn't affect the program long-term. I don't think it will because it's not anything that seems super terrible. The other thing is that there's still no mention of DeAndre Ayton being paid. So just want to put that out there that that was a report that was sent out by a certain uh, company um, saying that... (laughs) Wait, wait, was it mine or yours? It's yours. It was mine. Okay. (laughs) It was mic'd up, actually. (laughs) I can't believe Melo did did that. It's Melo of the country. Exactly. And... (laughs) <laughs> Look, I'm I'm sure there's some truth to it, but you know what? At this point, I have no proof, so yeah. I'm going to stick on my bias train. But if you are tweeting at me and DMing me and saying you're so biased, yes, I am biased, and I can own that, and I'm totally okay with it. I just would like everyone to know. Was I one of those people? <laughs> probably. No. I don't know. I mean, you were probably making fun of me because that's just what you guys like to do, clearly. I don't know. Correct. Yeah, that, that's something it you It comes from enjoy. a place of love. Interesting. If I don't like people, I just don't talk to them. If I like you, <laughs> I'll make fun of you. That's true. That's actually, if you've ever wondered if Mello likes you, does he make fun of you? Yeah. Do I mess with you in any kind of way? Yep. Yes. Yep. Even uh, one of our listeners slid into my DMs. And I'm sure that, Matt, you get this all the time. He was asking about draft stuff. He's like, hey, will you take a look at my work? Like, yep. I just finished this report. Let me know what you think. And I went on just this rant for about a paragraph of, you're a fucking idiot. Why are you wasting my time? I don't want to read this stupid shit. Uh, unfollow me. I don't block any accounts, all this stuff. And then second paragraph, he's like, no, man, this looks really good. You did a lot of good work on it. And he replied back, if it weren't for me watching the podcast and listening to the radio show and getting to know your personality, I might have believed the first one. <laughs> but he was yeah. just like, yep, just carry on. I know he's fucking with me. Right. Second part. Good to go. So if I like you, I will fuck with you. And I'm a little shy in the beginning, though. I won't just walk up to people and just, like, assume you know who I am. You're going to have to stop. You're me. not mad. But after that. <laughs> you know what's weird? Like, I don't know that I'm. I don't know. I do get, like, the reputation of being, like, such an extrovert <clears throat> and, like, social. I actually don't like to be. I feel like I have to be. I'm I've not. I've said it before. You, 
Matt you? has it has to be on his terms. I you are an extrovert, but it has to be on your terms when you're ready. Yeah. Which I'm, is I think often. I'm an extrovert. More often than not. For mm-hmm. sure. But I also am like extremely sensitive. I think sometimes like extroverts are good in like situate like all situations, I guess, mm-hmm. and being like outgoing. There are certain situations where I'm not an extrovert because I do get will get my feelings hurt. That is something. I'm a sensitive mm-hmm. extrovert. When you can put this to the test Friday. This Friday, because we will actually be at Boulevard Beer Hall in Kansas City, Missouri. I've actually had a couple of listeners reach out and be like, what time? So Mello and I will be doing our radio show with Big Country from 2 to 4 p.m. Central Time. Then we have a meeting that. with our uh, wonderful friends at Boulevard yes. about some of their changes and about some of the uh, marketing that we're going to be doing together, some of the promotions that we're going to help them with. Just ways that Two Guys, A Girl, The Draft Scout, and Boulevard will be working together. So we have a meeting. If you want to get there around 5 o'clock on Friday afternoon, that's the sweet spot, okay? The beers will be flowing. The food there is actually amazing. I was going to say, I'm going to have some pretzels. The really good. The charcuterie board, top-notch. The soft Ooh, pretzels. You guys know I love... Wait. And, yeah. Also, there is something I need to tell you guys. Um, I'm going to send it to you after this podcast, and I hope that producer Matt can find it to post it on this episode. But... I am lactose intolerant for those that don't know. I don't even think you guys know that. And someone was like, when you tell them, oh, you're lactose intolerant, it's like, how do you live without cheese? And he's like, um, like I live without <laughs> cheese. He's like, risk and reward, baby. That is me with a good charcuterie board. So very excited to be yeah. Boulevard. Yeah. And then we are going to introduce Paige, hopefully at some point, to some Kansas City barbecue. So Friday night, my calendar is clear. I'm there to hang out with you guys and drink my favorite beer especially that Boulevard Wheat 100. We haven't had it since it actually, or I haven't since it actually came out. So very excited for that and to see you guys there. And they have the, what are they called? The rec deck? No, the other drinks that Paige likes. The quirks and the flings. Yep. Flings. <laughs> the, the other drinks that Paige likes. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I know like a lot of people maybe don't love the beer, but there are other drinks there that you right. can have so that are delicious as well. My lady friend will accompany us. Not a, She'll drink some beer, but not all the time, but their flings and quirks. Actually, the flings are amazing because yep. they're like cocktails. Yeah, cocktails and they're in really, a can. really good. They're mm. dangerous in a can, and then but the quirks are, are their version of a seltzer. And I think they're like a shotgun one. A fling, we could find out Friday. Out on that deck, yes. Okay, back to football. <laughs> one of the things that I'm hearing a lot from NFL teams as we get closer to the draft, I'll get this text often: Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. And I used to be like. Well, you know, one's a tight end, one's a wide receiver, so we can't really compare. Apples to oranges, right? But I wanted to pose this question to you guys. If you assume that both are just offensive weapons, would you rather have Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts? I have them, before you answer, I have them ranked number two, Jamar Chase overall, and number three, Kyle Pitts. My big board goes Trevor Lawrence, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts. Which one you take? Um, so my big board looks a little bit different, and this is where Twitter's going to kill me. I have Jamar Chase eighth overall, and I have Kyle Pitts 20th overall. Whoa. Really? Uh, I've said it all along. I'm not the biggest supporter of Kyle Pitts. I wonder about that big body being able to separate, and I know that people are going to immediately – grab this and say, oh, well, what about catch radius? Yeah, it's great. But I've just seen so many big-bodied tight ends and receivers that can't separate in college not do anything in the NFL. I mean, I remember Hakeem Butler not too long ago. It's like, oh, look at this guy. He's going to be great. How's he falling so low? And then everybody said he was slow. Then he ran a good 40, and he couldn't. He just couldn't separate. And I'm not trying to say that Kyle Pitts is Hakeem Butler. I think he's much better. I, I have him 20 overall. But I still think that when you get around those elite-level linebackers and corners and safeties of the NFL, you're going to struggle. And the catch radius is great, but so are the DBs that get their hands in there. So for me, it's Jamar Chase, and it's not even a question. Yeah. Can I ask who your top five is if Chase is six? Yeah. Let me pull it up. I, I still have a Trevor Lawrence, Penny Sewell, Micah Parsons, Patrick Sertan, and somehow Quiddy Pay is in here, but I think that's a typo. That seems a little <laughs> high for Quiddy Pay. Yeah. It probably should have been Rashawn Slater. You're also a big Caleb Farley guy. I would think he'd be up there for you. Yeah, I do really like Caleb Farley too. And Patrick Sertan. I like those two corners very, very much. But I'm just, I'm not the biggest fan of Kyle Pitts. I know a lot of people are, but I'm not going to join... 
the group think of oh, everybody loves the Kyle group thing. talk about like where I'm like man I don't know but if I draft a receiver in the top ten Melo's like fuck I wouldn't either move those guys no, down that's exactly you know? it actually I yeah. think and even with this receiver class it's so deep that that kind of shifts all those guys down I really like Jamar Chase I wouldn't touch him in the top ten though I, maybe the exception would be the Dolphins who I think are maybe a receiver away from making a playoff run yeah they're the exception put them out because yeah they're yeah, a good yeah. team. But teams like you know, the Lions or the Eagles, you got a lot of holes to fill. You don't even know if you have a quarterback that can throw to these receivers. So I would probably try to address that need later in the draft. So well my, I don't have a written big board, but it's up here in my noggin, and I would absolutely pick Jamar Chase over Kyle Pitts. But I'm curious because, Matt, I know you've been high on Kyle Trask. What's your thoughts on the fact that like maybe Kyle Trask has made him look a little better? Because I know that's like the knock on Mac is like Kyle Pitts made yeah. him look better. What what's your thought on that team as a whole in terms of draft picks there? Well, it's tough because Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony will both be top twenty picks. So I think that with Kyle Trask, some people look at them and be like, they bailed him out. I think it, it goes hand in hand. So I'm old enough to remember thinking that Dan Lefevre was a stud at Central Michigan yeah. and realizing it was Antonio Brown. Like Dan Lefevre nice. actually sucked. Antonio Brown was amazing. So you have to like be able to figure that out of how much credit do we give to the quarterback? How much credit do we give to the playmakers? For me with Kyle Trask, like, I do think he threw some beautiful balls. I also saw Kyle Pitts elevating and extending and showing his catch radius a little bit too often to think that Trask was like, eh. he, he's dialed in. I still think Kyle Trask should be drafted in the top 45 picks, but I think Kyle probably saved him a little bit at times. But I'll tell you, like to me, the gap between Mac Jones and Kyle Trask is not as big as a lot of people want it to be. Like I, I think there's maybe like 15 spots on my big board separating those two. So I don't think it's like you put anybody in that Alabama offense, they're going to play well. And I think I'm not trying to take anything away from Mac Jones. He's really, really accurate, Mm -hmm. very accurate. And he's very smart and he's a great leader. But, you know, I've said this so many times, like to me, he's Kirk Cousins or he's a small Matt Ryan. How far can those guys get you? And everybody, so this happened to me, I think Friday on ESPN, they were like, well, like Tom Brady's not mobile. He's Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time. Let's not use him as an example of the fact that you don't have to be mobile. He's Tom fucking Brady. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. He him. also doesn't have to be in his 20s or 30s. You know, he's okay. So I, that's the thing with like with Mac Jones. You look at it, it's like, man, there's a lot of, lot of play action, a lot of RPOs, a lot of wide open, wide open wide receivers. So that makes it tough for me. Yeah, I'm in the same boat too. And I don't think the gap between Trask and Jones is that big. I think we're both like, I don't know if we're leading the charge for Kyle Trask, but I feel like you we're are. pretty high on him. So the thing I that I hear a disagree. lot, though, is like, oh, well, if you put Mac Jones in a play-action offense, in a drop-back offense, okay, do the same thing with Kyle Trask. Give him the same give him the same support system. And like, the thing about Mac Jones, let's say our Niners draft Mac Jones at number 12 overall. Mm-hmm. His skill position group in San Francisco is worse than the one he had at Alabama. And I like Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. But where he was last offensive year, line is probably worse when, Auburn yeah. kicked their, when Auburn kicked their ass in the Iron Bowl in 2019, what Mac Jones had around him may be better than any skill group in the NFL. Honestly, four first-rounders at wide receiver, Najee Harris, all kinds of first-rounders across the, the offensive line. Jedrick Wills was his left tackle. It's yep. so like that is going to be the biggest adjustment. Like he might not ever play with more talent in the or, NFL than he had at Alabama. All right, uh, last thing before we take a little break. And at the end of the show, we will have a Tevin Jenkins interview. You're going to want to listen to that because we get him going about Kansas City Barbecue. And uh, we're also going to draft our most exciting players from college football over the last 21 years. But before we go, someone's just trying to cause problems here. Which sport has the best athletes in the world? Football, basketball, baseball, soccer, or MMA? Best athlete. Best Athlete. I think it's basketball and I don't Same. Yeah. Athletes. Athlete. Yeah. I've seen some really good football players who are just not athletes. Tom Brady. Yeah. Even outside of the you know, the quarterback position. I've seen some guys that played running back and were pretty good and could not catch it all. And then you'd like draft them in gym class. Like, hey, let's play pickup basketball. They couldn't shoot. They could barely run. But you put a football in their hand and they just knew what to do. I think it's basketball and it's not even close. I think baseball players are underrated. Yeah. The hand eye coordination that it takes. Yeah. They like I know that you don't have to run that much, but some of the speed that's on the base pass in Major League Baseball 
is exceptional. Like the ability to run a ball down and catch it that's tiny uh, is yeah, great. The too. idea, would, the idea that being an outfielder too. is the worst kid on the team um, is yeah, that is, dies at like ten years old. Yeah, oh, by high school it's way dead. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have an athlete, especially a center fielder. Like you have to cover a lot of ground. Not to say mm-hmm. that I mean I think like infielders are obviously very athletic as well because you kind of have to be twitchy. But yeah, I would I think baseball players are significantly underrated in terms of athleticism. But I would also yeah. agree that basketball is. The number one. Say baseball players might be the most coordinated. Basketball players are probably the most athletic. Yeah. And you just, you don't have to be fast to play baseball. Like you can get away with it. I've seen some sloppy pitchers out there before too, but like it helps. And like the top of the top for every sport, I feel like baseball is going to be well, up pretty high. And you also like basketball, like you can't be slow really, like that slow. You can be big mm. and bruisey, but like you have to be like a yeah. physical specimen to be yeah. good at basketball. Like in football, you can be slow and big and be fine and baseball, and same deal. Yeah, yeah, same in, same deal with baseball. So basketball, definitely. I, you guys talked me into it. I originally was going to say football, but nope. Ooh, Look at that. Well, you convinced me. I'm pretty good at that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're drafting the most exciting college football players the last 21 years. And then Tevin Jenkins talks football and barbecue. Hi, guys. We are back, and we are going to draft the most exciting college football players in the last 21 years. Um, this topic came up on Twitter because Tavon Austin was listed on um, this list that was going around, and he had tweeted it saying, what are people's thoughts? And everyone was very upset, and there was – an omission that I think Matt and Mello very much would have been upset about because it was a Texas guy. So um, we decided that we were going to make our own list. And Matt and Mello have agreed to let me draft first. So the first overall pick, I'm taking Reggie Bush. Sorry, guys. Oh. I'm taking um, no, Reggie. I'm okay with that. Because let me tell you, you know how exciting it was when he pitched that football behind his back in the Rose Bowl? Up, up. Very exciting because that lost the game for USC. So I agree. You know what else was exciting? None of those games actually count. <laughs> All right, hey, did rude. Did they give him back? Did they give him back? I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, they have not I given him back. Him. He's welcome I back. Reggie. They and need to give him his Heisman, Heisman back. back. He they they've given okay. it to him back. I thought they did. No, they, they no, should. They, no, he's welcomed on like the USC oh, campus okay. to do stuff. I don't think he has any of those setbacks. But that all should go back. I'm sorry. They should. And I did love Reggie Bush, and he was near the top of my big board that I made for this event, too. Uh, But I like winners. That's why I'm taking Vince Young, who won that national championship and should have won the Heisman Trophy. It's just voted on at a very dumb time of year. Vince Young, I know it's biased. Like Paige said earlier, I don't give a fuck. He was the most exciting player I've ever seen. Watching him win that national championship, the two Rose Bowls, being able to run and throw the way that he did. He's going for uh, the corner. You couldn't stop him. I know that people like to talk about the you know Texas team and like, oh my God, this offense. The offense didn't have anybody on it. They had a great defense. The offense was I like Jamal Charles was probably the second best player on that offense. He was a freshman. So I David Thomas was the other guy. Not I'm taking the Vince Young. No, different one. Uh, so I'm gonna show my age a little bit here. No, Both here great go. answers, you two. Both great answers. Number one, Ed Reed. I have never seen a defensive player impact a football game like Ed Reed. The ball would be thrown and it would be like, Ed's going to catch it. Other people would get the football and Ed would take it from them and run it in for a touchdown. Never have I watched football and saw a guy on defense be like, yeah, he's getting the football. That football belongs to him. Ed Reed is one of the greatest college football players of all time and does not get enough mention. And NFL safeties. I think he's the best one ever. Yep. Agreed. He Absolutely. was number three on my list, and I thought ah. I stashed him away perfectly. Nah, man, I'm too smart. It's too yeah. smart for that. Number two on my list, someone who absolutely was terrible in the NFL, but single-handedly beat Nick Saban and Alabama. That's Johnny fucking football. Oh, damn it. I understand it fell apart in the NFL, but Johnny Manziel was appointment viewing. Yeah. Appointment. He, yeah, it was so he fun to watch. He made A&M. He made A&M the team that's like, what are we doing Saturday? I don't know what time does A&M play. Texas A&M, they've been terrible for 50 years. He made Kevin Sumlin look good. Shots fired. And we know how hard that is to do. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. You're just attacking me today. (laughs) As a college football fan, I'm a pretty big Texas A&M hater. Like, Melo hates OU. I hate A&M, like, more than anything. As a college football fan, I can be unbiased when it comes to their draft prospects. 
Johnny Manziel was just on another level. He was special. Now I've got to figure out who I want to how, take were, How high were they on your list? Uh, I left off Johnny Manziel because I thought one of you would take him. Okay. I, but Ed, yeah, I had Ed Reed was list. three. I actually had it Vince Young, Reggie Bush, Ed Reed. Well, it went the way you thought it would. It, it did. I just thought that I would be able to get one of those guys. I'm going to take Michael Vick. I, I got to some mobile quarterbacks. You guys, I'm going to have no one. Because <laughs> you have to understand also, like, I'm younger, so for me, I'm going to pick the guys that I actually remember watching, and there's a very short list of them still. We know who you're picking next. Yeah, really I'm, matters. <laughs> no, you actually don't. White running back. Okay. No, you don't know Ooh. who I'm picking next. Michael Vick, which like to talk about. <laughs> yes. Well, I, like I said, I think Michael Vick, when you look at guys like Vince Young and even Johnny Manziel, the mobile quarterback in college football, what he was able to do. This wasn't a triple option guy that was just out there doing it. Right. It wasn't Eric Crouch at Nebraska. He's on the list. Uh, but I loved Mike Vick. The arm strength, the ability to throw and run. Uh, he was a trailblazer. And I, I had a, not a jersey, but I had like multiple Virginia Tech t-shirts as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I even had like coaches and teachers being like, what the hell's Virginia Tech? Like, why, you want to go to school there? I was like, no, it's, it's a football t-shirt. Come on, guys. Get up, get up with what we're doing here. So Michael Vick, number two for me. Okay, so by the let's way, just... Ed Reed barely made it. <laughs> I had to Google it; it was close. <laughs> so sorry. I I want to take one player, but because I don't want to lose out on a specific player that I stand for very hard, <laughs> um, I'm going to have to draft Christian McCaffrey here. Oh, we don't know <laughs> No, no, because originally I was going to go with Lamar Jackson because technically I would put him higher, but I don't, I know one of you is going to, would take Christian. you get two picks. You get to go two. <gasps> okay, fine. Then I'll go <gasps> Lamar Jackson and then Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I put, I put Christian right third. Okay. But if, but the reason is, is because one, I know a lot of people don't watch Pac-12 After Dark, but originally Christian did have some people, apparently not Heisman voters, tuning into um, Pac-12 After Dark and was just very exciting to see for the conference to have a player that goes to a school that's also known for mostly academics, not football, um, to be that that successful and was just so fun to watch. Like you knew too that like at any point in time it, he could go off and just yep. break through any hole and he was gone. Like there was no one that was going to catch him. Well, um, obviously he was a great receiver. Yeah. But also, like, the punt returning that he did at Stanford. Yes. But a 100% healthy Christian McCaffrey during college was super exciting to watch. And then the second, obviously, is Lamar Jackson because I no. <laughs> I just – I'm glad that I enjoyed watching him play instead of criticizing and worrying about what position he needed to play in the NFL because I think, one, some of that stuff was just so annoying and I feel bad. But I wish – I hope people now can look back and see what he did that year and his Heisman year and just – appreciate it for what it was because he was amazing. Deshaun Watson should have won the Heisman that year, uh, number one. Also, Toby Gerhardt almost got more votes than Christian McCaffrey, so I don't, I, not, not yeah. the same year, obviously, yeah. but crazy, crazy. Anyway, right. your turn. My turn. Uh, Matt, you talked about how much I hate Oklahoma earlier, and now I'm going to take one of their players. Adrian Peterson in college, I remember when that man stepped on campus. Yeah. And as a Texas fan, it was a big oh shit moment. It was a how the hell are we going to tackle this dude? And he's going to be here for three years. Luckily, he had a fumbling problem and couldn't beat Texas at the time. But no player for Oklahoma has ever scared me more than Adrian Peterson. Uh, the way that he ran so violently was crazy. I, I've still I've struggled to see anything like it, what Adrian Peterson was able to do immediately on the field. He's one of the... Tr- the few true freshmen are always like, yeah, he can play in the NFL. Like, yep. legitimately can play in the NFL at 18 years old and be yep. good. It's at the running back position, too. Yeah. This wasn't like a corner receiver out there. Yep. Uh, this was a guy who's, you know, 210, but ran like he was 230 and, and also had speed. Yeah, Like I, I said, luckily, he had fumbling problems. Derek Johnson hitting the ball out was amazing. Yes, sir. Uh, so, wait, is this 2000 to now? Because the list is kind of the, – the list on Twitter is not. Are we doing 2000 and now? I'll let you count your player. I don't even know if Mike Vick was in 2000. I think he, he was like right what? at the. He's he right at the, yeah. He was drafted in 01. 01, so okay. he's right at the. He played I'll let a, you have your player. Okay. He, your, your player played Mike Vick. He did? Yeah. It was early, but you okay. can have it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Judges ruling. My player's allowed. Peter Warwick, wide receiver, Florida State. 
just amazing. Slant route Jesus this guy was. Take a hitch route and go to the house every freaking time. Seriously. Slant like, route Jesus. I no, really, really. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. It was so yeah, damn right? good, right? I mean, he was electric at the wide receiver position. Just slippery, so fucking fast. I tried to do, like, I think I was in, like, high school, junior high and high school, and Peter worked with plenty of college. It was like, that's who I'm trying to be out there with my way too big shoulder pads and being, like, 5'8 and slow. But that was, like, that's who you want to be is Peter work because he wasn't big. He was just slippery. Mm-hmm. He was so damn good. So I had to get him on my list. Uh, and then I get two back-to-back here. Uh, I'm going to go with a defensive player who I also don't know. It's probably going to be close. No, can't. He wasn't there. Damn, that's so a hard, not a Heisman winner. Right? <laughs> no, Derek. So 2000, right, is the mm-hmm. cutoff? That sucks. Okay, I'm going to go. I got a real one then. I'm going to go Aaron Donald. Because wow. Aaron Donald oh. also should have won the Heisman Trophy his final year at Pitt. And every week it felt like this was like early, early Twitter days. Or, or it felt like it. And it was like every week you like – tweet out the, the stats or like clips of his game and be like, why are more people not talking about Aaron Donald? I mean, it was six foot tall. absolutely That's it. dominant in college. I mean, and you're right. It was because he was six foot tall. I remember getting down to the senior bowl and this story has been like changed over the years, but at the senior bowl, it was like, is he a first round pick? That was the conversation. And it was just like, yeah, he is. He had 28 and a half tackles for a loss his senior year and 11 sacks. Oh, the interior. I think they amazing. played him at nose too, right? Yes. It just wherever you put that dude on the defensive line. Clearly. I wanted LeVar Arrington here, but I don't think he made it uh, into the 2000s. No, I think he was 98. Yeah. Who uh, was also very exciting. He was a he was a draft pick in 2000. Uh when I was playing like middle school ball, I once asked the coach if I could jump over the line like LeVar oh, yeah, Arrington did, great. which sounds really cool until you realize you can't jump like LeVar Arrington. Yeah, and I totally, totally whiffed. Well, yeah. It wasn't even timed right either. Running back wasn't even there. Quarterback wasn't there. Uh, my next pick, I'm trying to go away from the offensive guys because I feel like they get so much love. And so does my next pick, but I, I have to put him up here. I'm going to go with Sean Taylor. Watching oh, yeah. him play early on at you know Miami, his career cut short in the NFL. He is another guy that was just so damn intimidating and could do anything that he wanted to on the football field. And right after Ed Reed, him coming in there, he was super exciting. His time at Miami, one of the best safeties I've ever seen. Sorry, I'm not laughing at your pick. I was laughing at something else. Um, No, I was just laughing because I was about to pick another running back, and I was like, I guess I'm a big running back girl. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you got three on your list. Shots fired. Wow. I don't believe that. It's just a joke. It's just funny. It's funny. Don't trip me. Oh, man. Mello said that Lamar Jackson is a running back, so I'm just going to put that out there so we can clip it out. Um. I'm again going to show my age and my interest in college football and take Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Ooh. Quadzilla. I so, I love Saquon as a draft prospect. He was really overrated in college. He was not. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just, uh, he was not. <laughs> did he ever lead the nation in rushing? I don't think he did. I'm pretty sure he did. I got to look it up. I don't think he did. It's so tough, though. Like, even when you say But also, he, he played the in the Big Ten. Yeah, I was going to say, you'll get those guys on those run hits. Like, somebody from Wisconsin did it. While Saquon was there, I'm sure. It's probably he, Jonathan he Taylor. Oh, like Jonathan Taylor would have been a good pick, too. I do really yeah. love running backs. Holy smokes. <laughs> you one more pick. So. I know, but I, I – oh, I was going to do, like, a, a sleeper pick in terms of, like, most exciting year to watch someone. This is also isn't going to shock you guys at all. I was going to take Joe Burrow because – and just say, like, that was – we tuned in every week to watch Joe Burrow play. We did. If you didn't, you were an idiot. So <laughs> – and talk about, like, going from, like, not being exciting at all and no one really knowing who he was to having the year that he did. That is why I was going to take him. So is Joe and Burrow we'll, your last pick then? Yes, he will be my last pick. Okay. I was, I, he was going to be my pick. So. Was he? Yep. Are you lying? He's not going to be my No, I'm not lying. I love Joe Burrow. He was going to be my first. So Mello's up. Okay, and I'm going back face. to the U, and I'm taking Devin Hester. Again, oh. trying to stay away from those just running backs yeah, which and quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, whatever you want to play, Matt. Receiver, corner. I think he played corner in college, if yeah. I remember right. 
Uh, but it's obviously, it's the punt return game. I remember watching this dude and he would run backwards for like 20 yards. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Okay, I see it now. Yep, there he goes. He's gone. Touchdown again. And it was, I mean, appointment viewing. Every time Miami was playing, you had to watch them. And then every time an opposing team punted the football, you really thought he might take it to the house. And if he didn't, he was at least going to be exciting with it. Well, I'm just happy that no one took my final player because I was sweating bullets. Good thing I put that Manscaped deodorant on today because there's my microphone. Man, uh, I think the greatest college running back of all time, sorry, Archie Griffin, is LaDainian Tomlinson. 406 yards against UTEP, the greatest single game performance I have ever seen in my life, maybe until Joe Burrow in the national championship game. Dude made number five cool. He made TCU TCU cool. cool, Yeah, right. He put them literally on the map. So it felt like he played for like four different conferences with TCU. I think he did. Uh, Also, in two years, he had 4,000 yards rushing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Love LaDainian Tomlinson. He had 42 touchdowns over those two years as well. So he has to get on this list. So tweet us yours or this is a great opportunity. Leave it in your Apple podcast review. If you put five stars, we'll read it. Maybe not on the show, but I'll read it. I get an email when you guys do that. So it makes me feel special. So that is our program. We will be back with you Friday morning. Uh, don't forget, it's not the show's not over. I apologize. It's not our program. Tevin Jenkins, the interview is next. We recorded it way back last week, and now we're here. So it won't be on YouTube. And he has exciting things to say. The Did YouTube you see portion of the show is over. His results from like their pro day. Mm-hmm. Guy ran like almost a five flat in the 40, put up like 30 some reps on the bench. And when we were talking to him, as you'll hear, he was disappointed with those numbers. Really, a, really. Just a crazy athlete. Really well put together, young man. Excited to see where he lands. A lot of right tackle talk. You'll enjoy it. Also, Paige, if, this is your, if, you're, if this is your first time listening to the show, I'm really sorry about all of the F-bombs that we dropped because we dropped a lot today. It was abnormal. I think we're all a little feisty today. I don't know why. It's but, the I apologize for nothing. I said what I said. Uh, right? And that's, yep, that's it. Follow us I on didn't social make fun media. of any other companies today, so that's a plus. Yeah, well, I... We're made... still talking, so I'm still talking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hi, guys. We are joined by Oklahoma State offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins, one of the one of the bigger players we're going to interview while we're here. Uh, you, you walk in and you just you take over the room in here, man. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's the yeah. Arm, it's Sometimes the I have to walk sideways to the doors. <laughs> yeah. Very tall, very broad. And uh, we're going to get to some weird questions, but I want to start with a, uh, a football question. Mm-hmm. Left tackle, right tackle, where are you playing in the NFL? Hopefully. Uh, you know, I'm more comfortable at right tackle, but I've been working on left tackle like since I've been uh, working out here at Exos. Yeah, yep. And so I, I want to get the elephant out of the room real quick. Mm-hmm. After that, Mello and I are Texas fans, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> man, uh, Joseph Bosa is a good player. He had mm-hmm. a long day against you. Yeah, <laughs> very long day. Yeah, yeah. I get that a lot when I'm talking to teams and everybody. That's the first thing we always bring up is that game and everything. You know, it it's very flattering. And what I you know I did like uh, do my thing that game, of, of course, as you see. Yeah, I think it's cool that you're willing to stick to right tackle. Mm-hmm. I think with the way the NFL is going, I know for years we looked at left tackle like this has got to be your cornerstone. But mm-hmm. so many guys now like. You can get by with an average left tackle if you have a dominant right tackle. Mm-hmm. Have you had many teams ask you your preference or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. They always ask me, you know, what uh, what I feel like. Do I see myself like day one of camp? What would I see myself? Always mm-hmm. just tell them on the right side, either right guard, right tackle. Yeah. And you know they haven't they haven't having any like problems with that at all mm-hmm. or anything. And I told them like I told you guys I've been working left tackle, but. Ever since I was in like middle school up into college, I was always been a right tackle, and that's what I've been working on. So it's just all muscle memory for me. Like it's it's in my blood, and that's what I've been taught to do. So we get asked a lot on like on Twitter. Somebody would be like, "Well, why don't we just move this guy? Why don't mm-hmm. you just move him? How hard is that to go from your you've always put on the right side, you've always taken a step this way? How hard mm-hmm. is that to now switch and learn the left side?" Uh, it, no, it's it's it ever like dated back to my freshman year of college. You know, I, I've ever done left side at all until college left side, and and it was mostly just it's it's very hard because it's uh it's all about you know like I said the muscle memory thing and it's all about getting your feet right, punch timing, type of guys you want to go against. It's it has like a lot of factors going into it. Now you're from Kansas, mm-hmm. played at Oklahoma State. Is there a team that you're hoping that you land with 
uh, that maybe you'd be a good fit with or a team that you cheered for when you were young? No, not at all. You know, we weren't like a specific team, like yeah. family, whatever. I think my grandpa might have been a K-State guy. That's like the best we get. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. uh, and every time I came around to, uh, I say, March Madness, like right now is about to happen. Uh -huh. You know, I was always Duke fan. Me Duke too. Basketball. Me too. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wait, growing up in Topeka, you were a Duke fan? Yeah. How'd that go over? Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I get made fun of their time. Like, how are you even like a Duke fan if you just come from like Topeka, Kansas? Like, it's, um, I'm, I say I'm a weird fan of like certain teams. Like, I'm the fan of the Denver Nuggets. Same right here. Wow, there this is go. so just... funny. You're picking like their team they're a fan right. of. Right. Maybe the Niners will draft him and, and you can, oh, uh, then you'll have somebody. <laughs> We've asked everyone this question and a lot of people have said the Seahawks and I just want one person to say the 49ers because I would really appreciate that. So mm -hmm. hopefully we'll, we'll get you. But um, <laughs> kind of curious how you ended up at Oklahoma State. I know like their recruiting process. What was that kind of like mm -hmm. for you? Uh, I must say, I didn't have my first uh, offer until I say my like winter of junior year of high school. And that was Nebraska. And after that, like uh, day after day, it was always like a call with a team or a team showed up or something like that. And then mm -hmm. uh, I think I settled with like six or seven offers. And I do believe that's because I committed so early to Oklahoma State. But I felt more comfortable with that because of, uh, I was so comfortable with the coaches and everything. And I was excited to be at Oklahoma State. and. And I say the recruiting process for me that wise was just like very short. You know, I didn't really get like deep into it. Mm -hmm. I was like the type of guy if if I just block out all the noise real quick, like I don't want to pay attention to all that recruiting stars stuff like that. Three yeah. stars, I was a three star lineman. I was like, that's cool, that's nice. I got that recognition, mm -hmm. but now I just want to go back to playing football and doing my job. Have you thought about asking Oklahoma State to update your photo in your bio? No. <laughs> See what? Uh, so what actually happens is this, this last past year I had COVID when it was happening. Oh no! So I missed I missed that whole day. I was like, can I do a, like a reshoot or something? Like everybody's doing like reshoots and like pictures and everything. Can I do reshoots? Like yeah, of course we'll schedule it for you. Never came around because you look <laughs> twelve years old in this photo. <laughs> yeah, right. The glasses, the, the yeah. short hair. Mm -hmm. I like the. But say I've been growing it out. My uh, my girlfriend always likes me with long hair, so right now I'm just keep trying to keep her happy with my long hair. That's smart. Yeah, because you're mm -hmm. busy right now, so that's the the key is to keep her happy while you got lots mm -hmm. going on. Right, mm -hmm. for but sure. Say, I'm a, I have a do for another haircut too. You can see it's getting long on sides. <laughs> <laughs> they hook you up here with Exos at least. No, I gotta go find somewhere. Yeah, right. It's, but say it's kind of hard to find a barber right now for me, and yeah. I've just been. I've been having to go to like the boardroom here over there by Legacy West. Yeah, paying ridiculous amount. <laughs> it's but this is what I got right now. So I right, guess, so. yeah. But you're gonna right. have to get another one for draft day. What's your draft day plan so far? Uh, do you guys know if it's like in person or is it like virtual? We're or? all waiting to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I about to say if Same it's virtual, <laughs> I've uh, I think we talked about um, we're going to my brother's wife's, like so basically my in laws' mm -hmm. brother his house. And in his basement, he has like a little like setup. He has like four TVs connected to each other, so it's like a big basement. Nice. So we're gonna try to do that, and that's in Wichita, like uh, Wichita, Kansas. I believe he stays at. He stays like a golf course, or it's gonna have like a little like little like uh, get together. It's probably a bit like less than thirty or something like that. I'm gonna try yeah. to keep. I'm trying to keep it small, right? Something yeah. like that. Gotta keep things on the mind. So a not so serious question for you here. Mm. If you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what are you going with? I'm telling I'm tell you right now, it's going to be simple. Oh. Steak, <laughs> ribs, and pulled pork. You've thought of I three. Thank you <laughs> for that <laughs> answer. No, because it's the favorite things I may like to cook. This is yeah. the favorite thing I like to make. Yeah, I've hooked something. Hey, if I, if I could, if I had one down there, I would. Yeah. You all told me. And then, but I got a pit boss back in Stillwater. Uh -huh. I must say I, ain't, I, must say, I didn't have enough money at the time to give me a trigger. <laughs> right, that's, the, that's that's coming. Hey, that's, that's, the, that's, the dream. that's the dream right there, the trigger. Right, but uh, yeah, I have a pit boss back at my house. I used to uh, make ribs, pull pork briskets, whatever. Basically, whatever I was feeling that day, I just said, you know what? Why don't you just smoke it or something? Like, yeah. I made smoked queso. Oh, I've heard that. that's good. Oh, yeah. <gasps> so you obviously, from which so you're not far from Kansas City. We live in southwest Missouri, so we're not very far from Kansas City. You're in mm -hmm. Texas now. Mm -hmm. Who has better barbecue, Kansas City or Texas? I've gotten the argument so many times about this with my teammates. <laughs> I have to go Kansas City. I'm just yeah, saying. It's, it's It's just simple for me. I, yeah. I, that's why I grew up on. That's what it tastes better. <laughs> yeah. That's how good. it is. Where's your spot in Kansas City, Sorry, Uh I'll say either, uh, you know, i say it's Arthur Bryant's. Yeah, like old school. Mm -hmm. Old school. I like that. Yeah. Let's stick with the weird questions here. You have to pick one event. You know, I pick one that I could beat you at 
combine event. Which you one? Beat me in a combine yep. event. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be height. <laughs> not wingspan. Uh, man, those... <laughs> I, my favorite's when they size you up. We've had this question, they all look at it and they're kind of like looking running. under the table right. to see. Uh, how tall is my he? best chance? That's your best chance? Yeah. At what event? What will be closest? I don't know what they all they do at that combine like that. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. You might, He's like, I'm about can say, you do might, the events? Just be. I'm about to say my. I'm about to say you could probably get me the three cone maybe. That's yeah. about it. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. I can't. I get to you on but, three cone. Right? That's cool. I mean, he's six really, five. I just like to use this question to size up people and be like, oh, yeah. what event do you think I would be best at? Mm-hmm. Right. Three cone probably yeah, wouldn't be a three it, cone. Right. Yeah, that's probably the nicest <laughs> answer you've gotten. It is yeah. definitely the nicest. Flip the hips. <laughs> hey, just a little mobile hips all day. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Are you looking forward to your pro day? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. for I know mm-hmm. for offensive linemen, they're just like, yeah, I'm just gonna kind of go do what I need to do. But are you gonna you're gonna get out there, run the forty, do it all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I plan on doing everything. I plan. I did everything here. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully, I can do like put better numbers than I did right now that I did the other day. Yeah. Like it's, it's still good numbers, but I, I expect better for myself. So I'm just gonna do. Hopefully better. I think it says a lot that, you know, people like yourself are willing to compete and do mm-hmm. it over again. Uh, a lot of guys just be happy with that first time and say, okay, I'm done. I don't need to do it again. Mm-hmm. But it says a lot to be able to compete and be willing to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is something I always, like, grew up with. You know, if you're not better, if, like, basically if you're not going to be at least beating yourself, be better than yourself, stuff like that. Yep. It's like just always keep on striding for the best that you can ever be. So I'm hopefully, you know, get to Oklahoma State and I can just beat the numbers I got now. Yeah, no, man, I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, uh, I know a lot of teams I talk to say, yeah, right tackle, and that you might be the best right tackle in the entire class. Is that, mm-hmm. I know you don't get a chance to watch a lot of the other guys, but is that something you feel like is, is the case? Uh, yeah, I don't, I haven't like really like paid attention to like other people's film. I haven't gone like out of my way to watch them or anything like that, but, uh, I guess you could say my brother does send me stuff like like on like he's he's a big Twitter guy that sends me like all the messages and stuff right. like whatever, and I guess what I've been seeing you know that's the thing like going around right now is like it was like the top right tackle or something like that. I, so I need to make sure I'm tweeting. Yeah, I was nice just things. gonna say, does he follow Matt on Twitter like, to see? No, I have only said positive things. I'm trying to get trying to get my guy to Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Patrick Mahomes running around yeah. for his life. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, not trying to mm-hmm. get rid of Mitch Schwartz anytime soon. But he said he could play guard. Just saying, uh, we got to keep mm-hmm. 15 clean. Uh, all right, man. We appreciate your time. Good mm-hmm. luck with the draft process. Uh, we'll be looking forward to some of that barbecue, though. Yeah, of real course, soon. Of course. Real just soon. tell me when they, <laughs> tell me when to do it. I've got yeah. you. All right, all right. We we appreciate it, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Of course. Thank you for the time.